Mm -hmm. So perhaps at this point, someone who's not interacted with cosmological arguments yet may be starting to think about, well, okay, we seem to have a general conception of the different terms required for a cosmological argument. We've understood the different ideas of contingency, the different ideas of necessity, and the principle of sufficient reason. Now, we've also talked a bit about, or you've raised a bit about, um, different formulations of the cosmological arguments. Perhaps um, what are some of the few different formulations? Of course, there are a lot, but what are some of the main kind of cosmological arguments that have been raised in the past? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I'm not a historian by any means, but when I think about like kinds of cosmological arguments, I think there's two general forms of styles of arguments. Um, I recently worked on like a little like I've been doing a little like lecture ish series where I'm building a cumulative case for Christianity. And what I did in that is I brought together like two of the more like um, prominent versions in my mind. Um, so the first one would be something like uh, like a general like contingency argument. Um, so there's a great argument that's from Alexander Proust, um, which he put in the Blackwell of Companion Theology, which goes something like this. Every contingent fact has an explanation. That's premise one. There is a contingent fact that includes all other contingent facts. That's premise two. Therefore, there is an explanation of this fact. Premise three. Um, premise four is this explanation must involve a necessary being. And finally, Proust concludes like this necessary being is God. So I think that's one style and one... And when I think about what I think about cosmological arguments, I think of arguments that allow for an infinite regress and ones that don't. Um, Bruce's argument would allow for an infinite regress. Like there's nothing like saying like the past is infinite. Um, yeah, like um, is goes against Bruce's argument. So for people who are like, what's an infinite regress? I would say basically just think of the idea that like um, say that like what if we say that like there's a turtle that's like why does the Earth exist? And we said well there's just a turtle holding it up. And you're like well why is that turtle holding it up? It's like well there's another turtle. It's like, why is that second turtle there? Because of a third, and so on and so on. Um, and a similar way, an infinite regress is going to say, when we ask, like, what causes something or something else, which causes something, something else, it's going to keep going forever. It doesn't stop at some first cause. It just goes forever. So that kind of argument, I think, is compatible with um, an infinite regress. Proust's argument is what I'm mentioning. And there are also more, like, Kalam-style arguments. I'm sure people are familiar with, like, the Kalam of, like, William Lane Craig, which is, like, whatever begins to exist has a cause, the universe begins to exist. Therefore, the universe has a cause. Uh, and these arguments try to argue that an infinite regress is just impossible, whether it's like through like scientific uh, discovery or philosophical understanding. Um, and since the universe began to exist, um, an infinite regress is like either impossible or doesn't exist in our world. Um, there's going to be some sort of explanation, and that's going to be something divine. So those are the two general forms of argument I see. I know there's more and more twists you could add, but by my life, that's the two more like powerful versions of it. Mm -hmm. So I think those are quite good, um, kind of quite good summaries because I do think that um, the the reliance or the usage of infinite regress is one of the big differentiating factors between different cosmological arguments, especially if some people, of course, I think most people who are coming into apologetics for the first time might might be very familiar with the works of William Lane Craig. He's one of the more popular apologetics out apologists out there who who's defended the Kalam cosmological argument, which kind of works from the fi the finitude of the past towards um, the existence of God, or at least the existence of a first cause. And of course, there's stage two of cosmological arguments, which tries to identify what the nature of the first cause is. And uh, one of the things that William Lane Craig does quite well is, I think, is he's illustrating, or he's depending on a lot of the tradition surrounding infinite regresses and how there are problems, perhaps, with infinite regresses existing. Though, of course, on the other hand, there's going to be uh, philosophers who respond to that, like, um, I think, Brad Moppy and a few others who do kind of discuss the the, the possibility for infinite regresses and there of course has also been a quite a strong counter kind of 
claim or counter kind of school of thought, which does suggest that infinite regresses are indeed possible. And that's where sometimes another type of cosmological arguments do enter into the fray where they say, well, actually, even if there is an infinite regress, um, it is possible for um, this cosmological arguments to hold in that even if there's an infinite amount of contingent things, there still seems to be a necessary kind of um, cause behind all of that. Would you say that that's quite a good kind of summary of the difference between the two um, types of arguments? Yeah, I think that's good, like looking at the reliance on like the impossibility of an infinite regress. I would say I really like the first version more, um, where mm-hmm. like you're not relying on saying an infinite regress is impossible just because it like makes less assumptions. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great kind of like summary of the two different kinds of cosmological arguments that we're kind of wrestling with.